What You Missed on Weekend Mornings with Jason Dacey. Money FM 89.3, stay ahead here with Jason Desmond covering for Jason Dacey on weekend mornings while Jason Dacey is away in India. We will get in touch with him to find out what's happening over there. But you know what? He's there for the World Cup and we're talking about World Cup here as mm. well with Neil Humphreys. And yes, we've done the whole Argentina thing. We had to do that because everyone's talking about it. But you know what? The focus isn't only on Argentina right now because we had to talk a little bit about Germany because they're playing today against Sweden and they have to win. This is extraordinary. We forget, of course, that Germany, well, we don't forget, but we need re- reminding that Germany are the world champions, yes. but did not play like it in the first match yeah. against Mexico. What happened to the Die Mannschaft? Oh, Die Mannschaft were the awful. <laughs> uh, just terrible. And again, I was there in the Maracanã 2014 when they won the final against Argentina, yeah. and this was the start of something. Went on to win the Confederations Cup. Now, no two, no side has ever won a Confederations Cup and the World Cup and yep. then defended the World Cup. So they, we knew they needed to make history anyway. But they've been so poor. And I think the reason for that is Jürgen Löw, the manager, he's very big on loyalty, but he's not the greatest when it comes to man management. There are players in that team that need to be dropped. Mesut Ozil was yeah. anonymous in the first game. Yeah. Uh, against Mexico and and Sammy Kadira, oh my word, he looked like he'd won a competition out of a cereal box, <laughs> you know, to play in a World Cup match. It was terrible, and it was completely the wrong uh, approach, the wrong formation. They were just bypassed by Mexico in the midfield, utterly yeah. bypassed. Mexico got it exactly right, straight to their forwards, and there's a real serious issue with German football. They're calling it a crisis after one game. For very specific reasons. Now, there's a political context here. Mesut Özil and Gerdigan was was photographed with the Turkish president. Oh, right, yeah, you remember okay, that? Yeah, that yeah. doesn't seem like a big deal. Yeah. It's a huge deal yeah. in Germany because these guys are, are Turkish descent. Yeah. There's a whole issue at the moment with Germany with uh, immigration and yeah. foreigners. I think there's something like a million Turkish guys working in Germany. Yeah. It's a very hot topic issue anyway, the relationship between Germany and Turkey. Not even getting into the issue of t- the Turkish Turkish president having various concerns with when it comes to human rights yep, and, exactly, and stuff like yeah. that. It's a big problem. Didn't go down well with the German Federation and didn't go down apparently very well in the dressing room either. Right, so internally there's problems? Internally there are problems. Apparently there are two camps. Wait, you get this. There are two camps, distinct camps right. within the German dressing room. There is the Bling Bling camp, right. which is Mesut Ozil's camp, and then there is the Bavarian camp, right. which is the more traditional guys, the guys who play in Germany. So you've got the EPL camp and you've got the German camp. Right. And apparently one camp is not happy that the other camp is not working as hard on the pitch. Okay. Uh, you can probably guess who they are. So there's also this idea that why did he pick uh, uh, up front uh, he didn't bring the Manchester City guy over you know yeah. um, uh, Mane yes. uh, didn't pick him but he's picked other guys Draxler was poor uh, uh, Timo Werner the centre forward rising prospect but didn't do particularly well Thomas Muller He's that guy you picks tournament after tournament. Yeah. He was anonymous in that game. Yeah. Defensively, also over the shop. Jerome Boateng, he might have this weird, fluffy, blue, <laughs> candy floss hair. Yeah. Didn't defend particularly well. Yeah. So they were very static and very pedestrian. And there's a real feeling that maybe, just maybe, this crop of German players... Don't forget, Kadira and Ozil have been around since the 2010 World Cup in South Africa. Right. You know, they were kids then, but now they're approaching 30. This idea that maybe this German side is approaching the end of its cycle. So you but cannot it, underestimate how important this game is tonight. Yeah, it is arguably... Sweden? Oh, for me, without a doubt, it is the most important, most significant game of the World Cup so far. Germany lose, they're out. Yeah. It's over. Right before the, their first 
match, right before they played uh, Mexico, someone said, oh, wow, this this side, this German side is actually better than the previous World Cup side. And I'm like, they don't play no, that way. I never had them down as favourites. I, I, I mean, I said Brazil, and Brazil haven't played particularly well either. Yeah. I just think that front to back, Brazil are a better outfit. The issue I have with um, Germany, the central midfield is old. Kadira is too old. Tony Cruz is a magnificent footballer. Yeah, he's yeah. like a Rolls Royce of a footballer. Yeah. But he's never been particularly fast. He's very good. At, he's very adept at knitting the play between the lines. He's, he's, like, he's the best at that. He's like a Michael Carrick. Yeah, very much so, actually. Yeah. yeah. And at the World Cup, he was my the previous World Cup. He was my player of the tournament. Um, he's very good at that. But he needs speed around him. You know, Urzu is now four years older. Muller is four years older. There's very little pace. Draxler was supposed to be the outlet, but he was anonymous. Kimmich. Now, Kimmich. Joshua Kimmich, now he's a very good right back going forward. He's the Marcelo mm. of, of German football. Yeah. He's terrific going forward, but he acts like defending is somehow beneath him. Yeah, you know, right. He's like a famous actor who won't do public appearances yeah, yeah. You know, because it's all beneath him. That's how he treats yeah. defending. It's beneath him somehow. Great going forward, shocking going back. And the spaces behind Kimmich at right back were huge. At left back, you've got a new guy, Marvin Plattenhard. And it's, it's a hard name to say, and he was a hard player to watch. <laughs> Right. 26 years old, Hertha Berlin, you know, no real track record. I mean, he's 26 years old and you've never really heard of him. That's, that, a, that's a, pr- a problem That already, is a right? problem. So left back, right back, there are f- there are problems with defending. There is no pace in this team. Yeah. And you're relying on an untested forward, you know, Timo Werner, who's a great prospect, but he hasn't really done anything. So they're talking about bringing in Gomez for the for the key game. Uh, tonight. Now, Gomez is, again, he's a bit of a journeyman. He's a bit of a Peter Crouch. You know, he's oh, a right, bit of okay, a German yeah. Purdy. He's 32 years old, Mario Gomez. Played for Stuttgart. But he's never really done it at international level. He's always been around the camp. Right. So they've always had this problem, Germany. They had it at the last World Cup as well. They don't have a conventional number nine. Mm. Uh, it wasn't a problem four years ago because they were fast. They were fluid. They, you know, the, the interplay was there. They had a false number nine. It didn't matter. It matters at this World Cup yeah. because they're slower. Yeah. Their play is more pedestrian. So they need a they need a, a totemic presence up yeah. front. Someone to get the ball to quickly to yeah. get them out of a hurry. And you know what? The quality is so much better of, in yeah. all the other teams. You will be caught out. And someone was telling me, like, it's much like how the England team uh, right now needs a Scholes. I think right now the Germany uh, German team needs a Podolski or something right now. They need a Harry Kane. Right, yeah, exactly. Would be the best yeah. analogy. Yeah. Or even a Jamie Vardy. Someone with a bit of a greyhound pace yeah. to get in behind the defenders. So I'm I am intrigued by this game tonight because Sweden are top the group already. They're on three points. Yeah. You know, Mexico got three points. So and Germany's got nothing. Has there ever been a time when a defending champion has not gotten through the group stages. I think Spain. I think Spain in 2014. I'd yeah. have to check my facts. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure readers will, uh, listeners will correct me if but, I'm wrong. But they were terrible in the 2014 yeah, yeah. World Cup. Exactly, Obviously yeah. won it in 2010. So yeah. um, I'm pretty sure Spain did. Uh, but the difference is Spain, even then, because they kind of peaked with the, the Euros and then the World Cup and then the Euros again, there was a sense that they were coming to an end of a cycle. Yeah. Their, their, their possession football, the tiki-toki-taka, yeah. you know, <laughs> tiki-tok football, which was getting very boring and monotonous and sterile by then, had truly come to the end of its cycle. Yeah. And, a, and a sort of a 4-3-3, more rugged approach had come to the, to the fore. And now, in this World Cup, it's all about the pressing. Like yeah. we mentioned with Argentina, three centre-backs, uh, uh, fullbacks on the halfway line and press, 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 press. 
But Germany don't really have the players for yeah. that. A little like Argentina. Yeah, they've got a system, but they don't have the players to play that system, right? So it's scary to look at Group F yeah. and think that it's going to be Sweden and Mexico going through and Germany and South Korea, the ones that are not going to. But South Korea and Mexico is the other game that is playing for Group F. But the big one, I th- for me, I think, because yeah. I think... Tonight, Belgium plays Tunisia. What do you think of Belgium? They're a great side. Belgium are a great side, but they're like, you know, that beautiful woman you can't get anywhere with on a first date. <laughs> they don't live up to expectations. Yeah, yeah, you know, they've right. failed at so many tournaments. It's been shocking. But this side, this side has the balance. I'm a big fan of Dries Mertens, even though he might have frosted tips in his hair. <laughs> Who the hell has frosted tips? I mean, I did, I read, I've got to interject here. I read this week that he had frosted tips. I thought he had a medical complaint. <laughs> I thought a frosted tip was something he picked up in a nightclub. You know, I didn't want to go there. He's got a bad case of frosted tips. Yeah, he's got a bad case. Of, and he has, he has got a very bad case of frosted tips. But he's got a very good case of goal scoring. Yeah. He's got a magnificent goal for Belgium in their opening game. He's good at providing, he's good at assisting. Yes, and the balance is good. You've got Hazard and Mertens playing just behind Lukaku, who got two goals already. Yeah. It takes a long while, usually, Lukaku, to yeah. warm up in major uh, tournaments. Exactly you right, know, yeah. He takes a lot. But he's in there. Midfield, Witzel, De Bruyne. De Bruyne is probably, arguably, the best central midfielder in Europe yeah. at the moment. And the hardest worker Defensively, as well. I've got slight issues. They played a back three. Vertonghen, experience, Alderweireld, no problem. Boyata, not so much you know he plays for Celtic that tells you all you need to know he's in Scottish (laughs) football Uh. so the back three is okay it's not great but they've got this 3-4-3 system works for them Courtois in goal fantastic goalkeeper so finally, this is it for Belgium. Yeah. You feel that their golden generation has got to be now. Yeah, now. Exactly, They've yes. all hit their peak. They've got hardly any discernible weaknesses in their side. I mean, I'm not blown away by Caresco and Munia out wide on the flanks. But just look quickly at the spine of their team. Courtois, Vertonghen, Alderweireld, Witzel and De Bruyne in central midfield, Hazard and Mertens, and Lukaku up top. We talked about a number nine. He's about the best there is at the moment, True. Lukaku. Yeah. So. The spine of Belgium's side is arguably the best at the World Cup. So mm. they really do have no excuses. They're in a straightforward group with England. Yep. They don't. If they get the result you would expect them to get tonight, and if England get their result tomorrow against Tunisia, yeah. uh, sorry, against Panama, both of those nations can play each other in a dead rubber next week and, and rest half their sides. Yeah. So they're fresh for the knockout stages. It does, I mean, oh yes, they want to top the group, but... That's not the end of the world if they don't. Yeah. So Belgium and England, look, for Belgium in particular, this is as good as it's ever going to get. Your team has peaked. You're in a good group, a straightforward group. And if you look at the knockout stages after that, especially if Argentina don't go through because Argentina is in that pathway, Belgium have a very nice route through to the the final stages of the tournament. So. If it's going to happen, Belgium, it's going to happen now. So get on with it. All right. Because you're not going to be around tomorrow. I just got to get really quick mm. um, predictions. Sure. Eng- England-Panama score. 6-0. Look, it's England, right? It'll yeah. be a lot closer than you think. Yeah. But it, look, they should win. Two goals. Harry Kane scores both. Poland-Colombia. Poland-Colombia. Oh, that is close. 1-0 uh, Poland. Really? Uh, yeah, I think... Co- Poland? Co- Col- yeah, I do. I think Colombia is... Um, it's not the Colombia of four years ago. James Rodriguez, 
hasn't fired. He's yeah. got some injury niggles still. Yeah, exactly. Without him, they're a bit of a one-track team. Yeah, I'll go with Poland. Just very close game. Okay, Japan, Senegal. Japan, Senegal. Oh, dear, that is close because Japan did very well in their opening game. Yeah. Very unlucky. Oh, I'm sorry, Japan. I'm sorry, Asia. I'm sorry, Samurai Blue. Senegal. Nice. Just 1-0. Okay, cool. That's it for predictions for the World Cup. Coming up, we're going to get straight to, um, well, I'm hoping that we can get straight to beautiful places because we always kind of get like off on our own little tangent. But beautiful places is coming up in the next hour. Money FM 89.3.